0: (laughs) 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 hello
1: hi um i'm my name is keating zelanke um i was features editor at the press but now i'm managing editor and i'm one of the graphics editors
0: yes and i'm josh and i was the executive editor and i will continue to be the executive editor for another semester
1: yeah um and
0: welcome back to Press Play Special From the Archive Edition.
1: Yes. Um I <laughs> real press fans will recognize uh our names, Keating Zelenki and Joshua Joseph, from our online article and in print. Um promo copy it's actually a column called Promo Copy.
0: Um, a column with one entry.
1: A column with one entry, but we're working on that. Um about Joey Skidmore and Beetle Bob. Um, but there are so many stories from the archive, some of them not full column articles, um worthy, but still worthy of talking about. So Yes. There's a lot of CDs.
0: Yes. So just for some background, the press archives are a little closet. If you've read our article, you know a little bit about this, but just to catch up to speed it's a little bit of a closet it's on the other side of the media wing opposite the press office which we have in the sack um and in addition to a bunch of tables with magazines and old newspapers and such there's just crates and crates i think they're usps mail crates of Mm -hmm. cds and some boxes of records
1: yes most Uh, of the records unfortunately are classical we have written about some of the rock records but they're not like that cool yeah there's not that many cool ones, I should say. It's mostly CDs. Yes. And um, there's also a banjo in there. It a banjo? It has one string. An
0: alto saxophone. Yes. Several um, bikes. A couple bikes. A unicycle?
1: Yes. There's a unicycle in there as well.
0: And a bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah. So. And there's one key in existence. So. Ooh. <laughs> It's not that that deep. Okay, anyway.
0: um, (laughs) So we started pulling out the CDs and started importing them into this old iMac that we have here. That up until recently was the only computer that we had in the office that we were using for pretty much anything. Um, And we started loading all these CDs onto here. Mm -hmm. And just listening to them and exploring the backstories of whatever obscure artists we could find. And really... We had certain criteria for what we wanted to listen to.
1: Yes. do you? I mean, we started listening last spring. Did we really get into it? Mm-hmm. Um, so about a year ago. And the criteria that we follow, um, we look for, first of all, like album art, super huge. And we're going to talk about the album art from some of those CDs that we found today. But album art, band name, and song names. Song names. And, like, how interesting those are, because there's some pretty creative uh, musicians out there. But um, we've picked out some of the ones we've listened to over the past year. I mean, we've listened to easily... How many do you think we've listened to? Plus records. CDs and records.
0: Maybe in the dozens. Really? Yeah.
1: I feel like it's more than that. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess we've listened to dozens of CDs and records. I'm we sorry, also it's um a big
2: number for
1: you. Yeah, we also are um regular um estate junket people. We used to go to estate sales all the time and pick up extra useless, worthless old records and yes. CDs. And we've listened to some of them too, so maybe I'm confusing that. But um, yeah, so these are some of them, and we're gonna start. We ready to start? Yes. Okay.
2: Here
1: we go. <laughs> we're gonna start with um, we have two CDs here from Joey Skidmore, who is the one of the people who we wrote our first column on.
0: Our close personal friend, Joey Skidmore.
1: Yes. Who with whom
0: we have regular contact.
1: Yes, actually, that's not that's not sarcastic. That's true. I um, for those of you who have read the article. In it, we mentioned joking about going to their, the Skidmore's house for Thanksgiving. And since that article has been published, he has formally invited us to Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, we didn't go, but...
0: <laughs> There's always next year.
1: There's always next year. And um, any other time ever <laughs> um, that we just happen to be in Kansas City, Missouri.
0: Mm-hmm. If you haven't read the article and you're not going to read the article, Joey Skidmore is a rock artist from yes. Kansas City. Yes. He
1: I I wrote a sentence in the piece. What he does is at an a delicate intersection between art and comedy. And I think that that's true. Yes. Um
0: some song titles include
1: I mean the ones that we were going to talk about today, we have Walter Ego off of the album Bent which came out when did Bent come
0: out? Late '90s. 1998.
1: Yes. Um, so we have Walter Ego off of Bent from 1998. It's
0: called, in parentheses, the fl- and the flesh-eating parrots from Hell. Yes. Or, and his flesh-eating parrots from Hell. Yes. And some others include Stop the Nukes, um, Ventriloquist Doll, Butt Steak, one that's mentioned in the piece. Yeah. Porkchop
1: um, Heaven is on here.
0: Yeah. Legend of the Shoe Man.
1: Which is also a short film by Joey. Yes. Um, Which is even more worth a watch than our article is.
0: (laughs) Coochie Coochie Manish Boy.
1: That's a cover, though.
0: Sorry. It's
1: okay. (laughs) Just like the resident (laughs) Joey Skidmore expert. Um, Yeah, it's produced by Eric Roscoe Amble and Lou Whitney. Lou Whitney of the Morels. And the Morels are a legendary rock band from the 1970s. Joey has, despite kind of being an obscure artist himself... He has... He rubs shoulders with some very... He knows Iggy Pop's tour manager.
0: He's almost met Iggy Pop on multiple occasions. Yes,
1: on multiple occasions. He's
0: met Chuck Berry twice.
1: He's met Chuck Berry twice. The first time... He was super nice, right? Yes. The second time he met Chuck Berry, he was rude.
0: It might have been the opposite. One (laughs)
1: time... He met (laughs) Chuck Berry one time, and it went really well. Yeah. And he met Chuck Berry... Like, several years, either later or before that. And he uh, Chuck Just Berry was really rude to him. Just experiences
0: with Chuck Berry. Yes.
1: Um,
0: but, nonetheless, we have for you today... Um, Walter Ego and his flesh-eating pirates from hell. hmm Straight from Joey Skidmore's 1998 classic, Bent.
1: Also, this um, CD, by the way, was... This is one of the only ones that wasn't in the archive. Because... After we found his records in the archive and got in contact with him, he sent us a little parcel oh, yes. that included this CD, also this record, um, a headshot of him signed.
0: He's hanging on the wall of the office.
1: Yes. Um, what else was in there? A few other records of his. Yep. Uh, poster. A poster. From
0: his festival Skidarama.
1: Yes. Um, with a very kind note on the back. So um, this is for Joey.
0: And a copy of his movie, Kiki Meets the Vampires.
1: Oh, yes. How, the whole reason for this was we needed a copy of his movie, Kiki Meets the Vampires. And we also have another copy of a movie he produced, acted in, he starred in, Smoke Tribes.
0: I think it was just his friend's movie.
1: It was just his friend's movie. I think he had something to do with it, but we haven't watched it yet. But, um, yeah. Joey,
0: if you're out there... We're going to get to Smoke Tribes. We're going to get to Smoke Tribes,
1: okay? (laughs) Um, But this is Walter Ego and His Flesh Eating Parrots from Hell by Joey Skidmore and for Joey Skidmore.
0: Here we go.
3: Walter Ego was a little boy, no one to play with, so he invented toys. Diabolical playthings he would deploy, mechanical parrots, the world they would destroy. They're swooping down, up on their home, chewing them to bits, leaving nothing but the bones. Where did they come from? Nobody knows. When will they leave here? Where will they go? They're swooping down
2: on an unsuspecting town Unknowing, the people
3: gathered round Their little claws were stretching at their eyes All that you could hear was the evil parrot's cries
2: Walter Ego and his flesh eating parrots from hell Walter Ego and his flesh eating parrots from hell
3: himself a girlfriend. She changed his mind. He gave up in the end. He put the parrots into the giant blender. The end of Walter and his flesh eating parrots from
0: And that was Walter Ego and His Flesh Eating Parrots from Hell from Joey Skidmore's 1998 album Bent.
1: Yes. Um, and then Walter Ego was one of the songs that we continued to quote for weeks after we initially heard it. Yes. Um, and anytime I ever see something or someone named Walter,
0: Or anything referencing alter egos.
1: Alter egos, yes. Anything referencing alter egos immediately becomes a Walter Ego and his flesh-eating parrots from hell moment. (laughs) Um,
0: Some thoughts hearing that song
2: again?
1: I think I didn't appreciate the instrumentation in the beginning enough. I was Mm -hmm. actually like, okay.
2: (laughs) Okay, Joey.
1: Okay, Joey. It didn't, like, a lot of Joey's music, I mean, his voice... (laughs) is often compared to Tony the Tiger of the Frosted Flakes cereal, And I think that rings true. I think that's a good uh, comparison. And I think that his voice is the star of most of his music because it is so, like, rich and deep and gravelly. Um, I'm not always paying attention to Mm -hmm. the instrumentation that he's doing.
0: Also the blood-curdling screams.
1: I also didn't remember the blood-curdling screams. And I really wonder who did them
0: there's probably liner notes
1: i know there's probably liner notes but it, that's rolling with the punches it's in we also have the CDs right
0: we have we have a copy i swear um
1: one of the f- great things that looking through all these archived CDs um like i've realized is the art of cd like album inserts or like cd case inserts Mm -hmm. um they're like literally as soon as we turn an album on now it's like the first thing that we're looking at
0: and it Um, is kind of a dead art because cds aren't really a thing
1: anymore yeah it's tragic
0: we're looking at stuff from really the golden age which is like the late 90s to mid 2000s -hmm. the golden age of very strange cd art
1: yeah was there anything in bent by the way in the
0: uh no for all we know, it could be Joey, it could be Lou Whitney, it could be any one of the skeletons. Although, no, it couldn't be, because it was not produced by the skeletons. But yeah. Probably him. Probably Joey himself, for all we know.
1: Um, do we want to talk about the album cover on Ben for a Absolutely. minute? Absolutely. Because this personally is my favorite um Joey Skidmore album cover. It's um very he also <laughs> funny story. We are graphic editors of the press. Mm -hmm. We do graphics that I'm proud of my graphics. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm
0: also proud of my graphics.
1: Yes. We have a great passion for art and stuff. And um, when we were interviewing Joey, I will admit at the end of our interview, we did ask him if we could design the graphics for his next album, which is actually a project called Nuclear Banana with a super group of other um, musicians. Mm Mm-hmm and
0: uh <laughs> he kind of politely declined yes but only because he had a very specific vision involving yes. cows dressed as mods from the 60s yeah steak and something. um it was sunset strip something about the sunset strip but strip steak
1: yeah
0: um, but and yeah. his
1: wife is also um, a painter, so yes. she unfortunately gets first dibs. And he also has had the same designer um, do all of his album work, all of his album covers. Of so late. Of late, yeah. So unfortunately, he said no. But yeah. <laughs> um, we've got um, a very... I mean, this is probably the most... Like, filtered photoshopped album of
2: his, would you say?
0: Yes, it looks like if you've ever played with like a, a Mac photo booth
2: mm-hmm.
0: like 10 years ago, the weird twirly effect that they put on your face, or it's probably an Instagram filter now,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but um, it's that plus like deep fried, yeah, very multicolored.
1: Yes, punching up the saturation, messing with hue tones, um, inverting some parts. Yes. There's, um, I didn't notice this, there's four Komodo dragons on the front that are all, every other one is inverted, mm-hmm. and um, they're huge, to different colors, that so looks really great. Just. On the inside, there's a picture, I don't even know if this is, like, it doesn't even look like Joey, it looks like the Mona Lisa to me, <laughs> um, but there's a, a Kind of squished picture Mm -hmm. Of someone who looks like the Mona Lisa Everything
0: has been like squashed and stretched and In a very interesting way
1: And there's yeah It's honestly though like like Genuinely one of the Best Cover art Albums Of Joey's Um, But yeah we do hope to While we're going through these Touch on A lot of these covers because like Josh was saying it's it's kind of a lost art. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Up next, we have another album that we listened to very early on in our project. Um this one immediately caught our attention because of its name. Mm-hmm. Once again, it is by a band unfortunately that no longer exists, but in 2003 they brought psychedelic jam rock To the Washington, D.C. metro area.
1: Yes, to the nation's capital, as it said. It doesn't say anymore, as it said on their website in 2003. Yes. The nation's capital. Um, But this is Liquid Lobster. And their album name, which is probably one of the best album titles of all time, would you agree? Yes. Is called The Airing of the Groovances. Um, and on the front, it has kind of an old-timey looking pirate-esque, like, the guy in the theme song of Spongebob, like, that style painting of a fish and a duck appearing, husband and wife, maybe, um, at a dinner table with a lobster, I'm just now realizing with very big feet, um,
2: who is serving (laughs) as their
1: waiter, um... And on the back, it has another, (laughs) again, with the the photo booth editing, um, very saturated.
0: Very saturated lobster.
1: Inverted, maybe, hue-messed-with lobster. Um,
0: And some song titles include Queen Gween, proportionately, Tool-Using Mammals, Hawk Girl, Wet, Rudy, Spill... And that's with, spin- with a question mark. Yeah,
1: that's with a question
0: mark. And the one that we're going to play for you now, Ambient Bob.
1: Yes. Ambient Bob, what, ta- what track is that?
0: Ambient Bob is track three, and okay. it is nine minutes long.
1: Are we going to play all strap nine minutes? In, strap <laughs>
0: in for all nine minutes of Ambient Bob yeah. right now. You can't leave. <laughs>
3: This is a job. This is a job. This is a job. Bambi and Yeah, this is a job. This is a job. This is a job. Bambi and Bob. Ain't no sure thing when you're working that spring. Lay out on your ass somewhere west of Beijing miles from nowhere in deepest food That'd be a job She leaps without a sound. Good job.
0: just joining us now <laughs> this was ambient bob by liquid lobster yeah from their 2003 record airing of the grievances. yeah so thoughts after all nine minutes of that i didn't remember every single part of it but there was part about halfway through where it sounded like it stopped and i was like mm-hmm. wow i don't remember it being that short <laughs> 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 and it started again yeah. and yeah it's everything
1: everything that you love everything that i
0: expected and more
1: yeah so amy and bob one of my personal favorites off of airing the grievances it is i think it gets longer every time i listen to it (laughs) and um i also didn't realize at the end the backing vocalists also seem to um be getting a little tired in that their their voices are getting a little bit more strained um, by like the eight minute mark Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is fair yes um we also we want to talk about the the components of the band i'm mainly phil tabaski um, who was one of the main songwriters and lyricists?
0: He was the creative genius behind Liquid Lobster. Yes, and I in I their rise to fame,
1: I believe that that's also like a, a, a quote from them. Yes, they they credited him for that, and he unfortunately passed away um, in two thousand
0: nine. Sometime about a decade ago, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, so.
0: Big ups to Phil.
1: Big ups to Phil for real.
0: I hope he's looking down on us right now.
1: I hope he approves.
0: <laughs> I hope we are not blaspheming Phil.
1: No, at we, this time. Phil, we do not intend to blaspheme you. Um, yeah, one of the other songs that we had noted on here was the final track of airing of the grievances, which is our matey. Um, and he, yeah, that song—it's a uh, pretty good. Like, it's you think it's an instrumental.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like you know, it's got some chimes action. Some, I don't know, guitar, drums, piano, you know, song stuff. (laughs) And then um, at about a minute 24 or something, um, out of nowhere, the first vocal track comes in as a very loud and abrupt, which um, very much is a bit out of, um, it's a bit uh, jolting, I guess.
0: Yes.
2: After a minute a and a half call. of instrument,
1: Yes, it's very much After a wake After multiple, up call.
0: like, nine-minute-long songs. Yeah. It's important to have those kind of things.
1: Yeah. Um, and then...
0: It happens again at four minutes.
1: Yes. It's all, It's a five-minute-long song. The yes. songs on airing of the grievances, I will say, are very
2: long.
0: Yes. And I will also share that um, there is a sticker or a warning sticker on the back of the CD sleeve that says, Parental Advisory Psychedelic Content. Mm-hmm fittingly, Mm -hmm. and while we were doing research on this album, we also found multiple recordings of sort of (laughs) jam band sessions of these songs recorded in an undisclosed basement, which is their words, not mine, Um, and featuring a barefoot Phil mm
2: -hmm.
0: rocking it out and singing. Um,
1: In the undisclosed basement studio. Yes.
0: There is a shorter version of Amy and Bob, if you can believe that, and there is a longer version of their song, Rudy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um so if you are just real deep into liquid lobster as we were at one point.
1: Or if you want to see the mic that Phil Dubaski is singing into while barefoot in this undisclosed basement has what appears to be a plushy a giant plushy lobster
2: Impaled.
1: Impaled on (laughs) it, somehow incorporated into it. Yes. Um so definitely check the video out. Check it
0: out.
1: If not for the um Good vibes, then, for that. Also, quick mention, this is on the same note as yes. um, CD design, but a lot of CDs and records include these um, thank you notes, special thanks, um, and they're always a goldmine for finding little um, inside jokes that you will not understand.
0: Yes, things that they only found funny, and then they printed it on as many copies of the CD <laughs> as they could, and then sent it to everyone else.
1: Yes, and I'm going to read you the last... Um three two or three credits on the airing of the Groovances special thanks. And it is um the piece of ice that was next to the banana that Fishman's Mechanic ate and trash dolls and Wookiees everywhere. Um
0: So shout out to them.
1: <laughs> yeah, shout out to um them. Yeah, and uh
0: Liquid Lobster.
1: Yeah, that was Liquid Lobster.
0: Up next we have another early pick. Mm-hmm. Um, These are we,
1: in um, order, by the way, chronological order of when we discovered them, yeah. Yes.
0: This was another one, almost the exact opposite of Liquid Lobster. Mm-hmm. This is the band The Locust, and um, their album is called Plague Soundscapes, Yeah. and their song titles are extremely long.
1: Their song titles are uh, like a, a short paragraph on the back of their cd yes do you want to do want some be- of them
0: include recyclable body fluids in human form
1: mm-hmm.
0: identity exchange program rectum return policy mm-hmm. earwax halo manufactured for the champion and all of us
2: mm-hmm.
0: late for a double date with a pile of atoms in the water closet
2: mm-hmm.
0: pulling the christmas pig by the wrong pair of ears yeah. half-eaten sausage would like to see you in his office
2: mm-hmm.
0: can we get another nail in the coffin of culture theft 23 lubed-up schizophrenics with delusions of grandeur. Yes. Priests with the sexually transmitted diseases. Get out of my bed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And my um, personal favorite that I noted is... um, Where the fuck is it? Uh, um, Sorry, I'm looking for it.
0: Psst, is that a halfy in your pants?
1: I do like, psst, is that a halfy in your pants? Um, I'm going to go with... um, File under soft core seizures. I do like file <laughs> under soft core seizures. I think that one's
0: funny. So I think we're going to listen to, shall we listen to, the well, did any exchange program rectum return policy. Yeah, we can listen to that one. All right. Well, just to give you a taste, I'm not going to give you any prior warning as to the content of this, but just imagine the opposite of Liquid Lobster.
1: Which means maybe if you're wearing headphones, take them off.
0: <laughs> or turn the volume down yeah. and then readjust. Yeah. So here we go.
1: Believe it or not, that was only 57 seconds.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So really helpful for uh, the Locust was that they included transcriptions of all the lyrics in the liner notes.
1: Which I think when we initially, when I at least initially saw that there was a lyric sheet, I thought maybe it was just poems that went along with the screaming and Mm -hmm. the drums. But no, he's actually saying these words. And if you listen closely enough, you can... You can hear them, but I'll give you some lines from um, Identity Exchange Program Rectum Return Policy, which is, again, the song you just heard from The Locust. Um, Rectum, I don't even know him. Liaison for the nervous. Your consensual embryo is revoked. Leave your body out of this. Passive aggressive bolts filled with anxiety loosen amidst this cyanide vacuum. It's time for the eyeball crotch to have a look see. Beautiful. Yeah, I think that there's more, but I want to let you um, yeah. discover that yourself.
0: Um, I'm just going to share a couple facts about the locusts mm-hmm. On this CD, when we put it into the computer, yes. there was a little bit of a low-res video... Um, about a minute long that Mm -hmm. starts with about 30 seconds of complete silence Mm -hmm. and then launches into, like, maximum volume (laughs) for another, like, 30 seconds in which they're in, like, a sewer or something. Mm -hmm. The members of Locust are in a sewer and they're performing something similar to what you just heard. Um, And they all have these excellent bug costumes, which um, you can see if you look up the band. Yeah. Um, They're still around and their, their modern costumes are not quite as good as their old ones. Yeah but they're still doing their stuff
1: i believe also if you look up the locusts like wikipedia page they are considered like one of the founders of violent punk rock like some weird four hyphenated genre yeah like
0: some like violence core or something
1: something. right um but yeah we all of the songs are between let's see what's the longest on here like a minute and a half. A minute and a half. That was one of the longer songs that they have, but all of the songs are between a minute and a half and I think like 30, 30
0: seconds. seconds. Yeah. Yep. So worth it. Like a short, intense, yes. mind-altering experience.
1: And also like the, the video surprise is not mentioned at all in the CD sleeve. So that was... That was nice. It was a gift. Mm-hmm. If we want to talk, I mean, we can talk briefly about what the CD looks like. Um... I mean, the real standout for me is it's it's kind of like this um, apocalyptic scene with, like, zombies on it and stuff, and then some big monsters in the background. One of those big monsters is a wrestling man, but instead of a face or a head, he has a butt. Um, good. I think that's good.
0: hmm I would agree. I would agree completely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just go check out the Locusts. hmm If you're really into violence core, I mean, <laughs> they're your band. Yeah. Moving on. Thank God. What's the next thing?
1: It's moth music.
0: It's... Okay. Welcome back to the present day. Yes. Where we found a door open to the the radio station archives that were not the press archives. Yes. And there were even more mail crates with even more CDs, and so naturally, Mm -hmm. I had to start digging through them.
1: Yes. So... Josh actually started leaving the door open so we could steal mail crates. And he said to me something very funny, which is that he wishes he could just... He has the urge to download every single one of the CDs <laughs> so they aren't lost forever in the Wasby no, archive.
0: But I recognized it as as a problem. Mm. And I have since corrected my ways. Which
1: is why we have two crates of those CDs
2: in our office right
0: now. I'm not doing it to all of them. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's not a problem. I swear. Anyway, Moth Music
1: Yes. Mark
0: Philip Lopez. It's perplexing. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Moth Music Volume 5 is the one we found. There are no other volumes in this crate. Um,
1: Are they on streaming?
0: They are on streaming. You can stream all this stuff, by the way.
1: It was, yes. Yeah, so the moth music... You
0: the same can't be said of a lot of the stuff that we're playing for you Yes,
1: though. The moth music... You're welcome. <laughs> the moth music CD, I mean, the cover is what really, as with many of these, really brought us in. It's a very bad Photoshop job of a, a smiling blonde child <laughs> holding a mason jar with a very weird, possibly fake caterpillar in it yes and then possibly part
0: of the photoshop
1: yes possibly part of the photoshop job and in the background there's kind of a psychedelic Mm -hmm. thing going on if you
0: just like stretch the kid to the walls of the Mm -hmm. photo that's what you would get yes and also in addition what drew us to it is the name moth music
1: yes also that
0: thinking Um, maybe this is music for moths this is how you attract
2: moths with music i'm
1: I'm just not realizing this on the back of the album on the uh, back of the cd it there's a child flying a moth like like a kite kite. (laughs) yes but it's not big like a kite would be it's literally a normal sized moth Mm -hmm. just attached to a string that is being held by a normal sized child
0: so yeah we tried to find out some information about this guy mark lopez um he has a website and he's still putting out music with um, some other guy is part of maple bridge music
2: mm-hmm.
0: and there's a bio on him there but it is incomplete because it gets cut off yeah. so we will never know his true story <laughs> unless we do some really deep journalistic work which yeah i would so take I look a forward lot. to that
1: yeah but he um fuck what the fuck was yeah. i gonna say
0: um th- the disappointment about this cd is mm-hmm. when i was trying to import it there's like a a whole sticker over the top of the CD, because this must have been made by him, and he just printed stickers on top, and that caused the iMac to sort of stall out when I tried to import past, like, the fifth track. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's on streaming, so if you're really curious for the extended Moth Music experience, it's out there.
1: Yeah, and I just want to clarify that this Moth Music Volume 5 is from 2003, So you can get kind of a picture of the... The era. The era, the Photoshop abilities, and the GarageBand abilities.
0: I will add that part of the, the ethos of the Moth Music Series is, as a child, Mark Phillips always wanted to be able to play every instrument in a recording and to be able to do it all and then combine it into one recording. And you will see the triumphs and the trials and tribulations
2: mm-hmm.
0: of you know with great power comes great responsibility kind of situation yeah um this is what man hath wrought yes in the digital age so are
1: we going to play the first track or what we are you going to
0: play let's take a look hold on
1: they uh mark phillips lopez also has really incorporated some great song titles um Place. One of them, I like Hobby Horses. I think that one's good.
0: The first one's called Chicken Head. I think that's the one we're going to play.
1: Yes, yeah, so we're going to play the first one called Chicken Head, but there's there's other good ones on here. Um, Jelly Belly is the final song, which is an amazing, like, climax song. Yes. Yeah, amazing closer.
0: Really ties it together.
1: Yeah, but um, why don't we give Chicken Head a listen? All right. Yeah.
0: that was chicken head from moth music volume five uh mark lopez um i was reminded of the the last time that we heard that and Mm -hmm. thinking that yes there are some parts of it that are just awful and there are other parts of it that i very much enjoy and there's some part of me Mm -hmm. within myself and maybe it's has to do with like like playing flash games as a kid online like, when you're supposed to be doing computer lab work in school. But it very much has that, but for, like, an entire album vibes. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking of, like, what if this is the next wave? What if, like, Vaporwave Part 2 is, like, flash game aesthetic, Mm -hmm. unironically, just for really long stretches of (laughs) time?
1: Yeah. I, I will agree. I mean, I think we were listening to this. By the way, Josh unironically listens to this album... Um, we were listening to it the one other time. day.
0: One time. What
1: were we doing? What, were we playing Smash or something?
0: No. What were we We were doing? playing Sudoku. <laughs> oh, so Josh and
1: I were playing Sudoku um, the other morning, and he turned on moth music while we were doing that. And it actually, in that moment, reminded me of Animal Crossing music, if it were just like a little bit faster, and also made Worse. by one person, and also made in GarageBand. Yes. And I think that that... Like Josh was saying, it very much has that Flash game vibe to it. Mm -hmm. But there is something also... It's refreshing, kind of. (laughs) It's refreshing in kind of a gross way. (laughs) Like cilantro or something. (laughs) 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 But, um, yeah, so that's Moth Music. And um, hopefully we'll be hearing more from... Mark Phillips Lopez and by that I mean hopefully we'll be interviewing him and speaking with him mm-hmm. about his musical passion. I
0: hope he really hears our honest thoughts on this.
1: Because honestly, Josh loves it.
0: I you, there is it's 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 unafraid to be itself.
1: I which is probably agree. a product of its time. And that's what we really like here, especially yeah. with promo copy. We really like artists Absolutely. who are unafraid to be themselves. Mm-hmm um next up we have an album
0: it's really it's an ep it's like four songs
1: yes it's just an ep it's not even in a full like plastic cd case um it's just in like one of those like cardboard sleeves um the band is called young circle and the album name is vive les infants d'amour um it's in french (laughs) um but
0: I think we're just gonna go ahead and play a track off there
1: yeah which one are we gonna play
0: um should we play that one yeah
1: so we're gonna play On Holiday High by Young Circle from the album Vive Les Enfants D'Amour
0: That was the song On Holiday High
2: mm-hmm.
0: by Young Circle.
1: Yeah. Um, one of the stronger songs on the EP, perhaps because it is also one of the more instrumental songs on the EP. Yes.
0: In yeah. trying to figure out what song to play, we played the first track, which just had a lot of things. Mm-hmm. They, there's definitely something going for it, and that sh- was best showcased by that song that yeah. we just played. But like the, the vocal execution... Not It's distracting. Great. The guy's kind of kind of... Gynecologist. <laughs> the guy's kind of got like a breathy voice, but mm-hmm. it doesn't help that he's not on the note. Yeah. And um, we got only a little bit of vocal in that track, which is good because it showcased mm-hmm. that there's kind of a groove to it. Yes. There's almost nothing about this group, Young Circle, online, mm-hmm. other than the fact that this album exists... And was made, and yeah. is on Guidance Records.
1: Everything we know about this album, um, which is that it's from 2003, and it was recorded in Chicago. Or at least distributed by a company in Chicago. That's that's all from the back of the CD, and I don't think we could tell you anything else about it.
0: Yeah, but it does have a very cool cover. It's oh, It's got a yes. kind of... Like retroy kind of
1: the cover is very cool.
0: Graphic and text.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. um, It
1: also has um, two like old-fashioned '50s-looking black and white children holding hands um, Mm. as their kind of little accent mascot, and that's very cool. Yes. But and whoever um, archived it it at Wasby was very creative with how they wrote w u s b in each of the four squares on the front, so
0: mm-hmm. I would say it was a worthwhile little little foray into that
1: yes, we get a lot of um metal and grunge rock and d i y rock and stuff like that.
0: It's pleasant to have something that's like like a little bit uplifting yes. and a little groovy
1: yeah. Um, it's advertised as a psychedelic rock album, psychedelic funk. I don't know if it's that, but it's definitely not metal, which is a nice mix-up um, yeah. from a lot of the CDs we have in our archive and that Wesby have in their archive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so next up, um, we're going to go into Hospital, Gary Young, um, which uh, Gary Young was a drummer in the band Pavement, which was a famous indie rock band in the nineties. Um he was actually fired from that band um for being a little too wild. Um he had mm-hmm. some substance abuse issues. He's sober now. But um why don't we give this one a listen? The one I wanted to listen to was Birds in Traffic.
0: Birds in Traffic by Gary um, young yeah. former pavement drummer, also inventor of the shock absorbent mic mount. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. We
1: can get into a lot with Gary Young. Yeah, we're going to
0: come back to Gary Young. After. But I'm going to play Birds in Traffic.
1: Yep. As
0: soon as I can find it.
1: that was birds in traffic by gary young from the album hospital yes um so that one there's a lot of really interesting things about this album first of all to talk about birds and traffic for a minute um i actually really enjoy this one Mm -hmm. i really like the the there's the first time we listen to it the airplane interlude i guess in the middle is a bit jarring it's very Mm -hmm. loud
0: but this was after we listened to the first yeah. seven tracks, which are all about a minute long, with mm-hmm. the exception of one. And they're all essentially nonsense. Um, Very
1: drum-heavy, which makes sense, About, like, Plant
0: Man knows when the plants will grow. Yeah. He's also apparently referred to as Plant Man, Gary Young is.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we... Uh, the This Birds in Traffic song is... There is pretty out of step from the first seven tracks. But um, that said, I I like the cinematic kind of choral ending. Um, it feels like a, a movie arc mm-hmm. in a song about birds and traffic. I don't know if there's any other lyrics except for birds in traffic. Now that well, I'm thinking about it. I mean, they're,
0: it. they're saying they're going to do a backflip and then something's going to eat them.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay
0: it's the understanding is not paramount to appreciating this. yeah so, I will say Gary Young um
1: knows how to make a really good c d sleeve yes um mm. on the the cover is I think the cover's pretty cool, it's just a sketch, a pretty shitty sketch of like a rectangle hospital, <laughs> and then it like scratched. The album name and Gary Young on the front. Mm-hmm. Although, now that I'm looking at it, there is a little garage um, square for the emergency room, but I think instead of emergency, it's either spelled wrong or it might just say emergence, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this album, by the way, is from 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um. on the inside, of the album sleeve yes. is instructions to construct Ralph the Vegetarian Robot, who is, um, who has a track named after him, the 10th track on the album. Um, but it's handwritten instructions that look very good. And also the back of the album where the tracks are listed, there's a photo of Gary Young who's doing a handstand. On a rooftop, actually. Um, Gary Young, when he was with Pavement, was actually known for his kind of wacky antics mm-hmm. that involved doing handstands and headstands, but also handing out mashed potatoes. And um, what else was he?
0: Some other side dish. Yeah. At, like greeting people at the door at shows toast and giving was out. Cinnamon toast was one. Yes.
1: But there was another one.
0: Yeah. Cinnamon toast, potatoes. Something else. It's all on the Wikipedia page. Yes. You but, might as well just that look actually, up guy, His,
1: his um, flamboyant stage personality, um, according to his Wikipedia page, <laughs> um, is really what started getting pavement, some traction um, for their live shows. Um, anyway, It was never the same. It was never the same Damn after it. he was fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, the back where the tracks are, they're all handwritten, and there's kind of these marker scribbly um little designs mm-hmm. in between each track it looks really cool yeah.
0: so shout out to gary young mm-hmm. rich off that mic mount money
1: mm-hmm.
0: i can't stress this enough the man made the man invented the shockproof microphone mount.
1: with someone else but yeah
0: and handmade over thirteen thousand microphone mounts
1: yes I like to think it's because seen, he was a drummer, yeah. so Well,
0: if shock. you've ever seen, like, the the mic mounts that sort of suspend the mic in the middle of, like, the air and have a bunch of rubber bands that go around it, you can thank the creative genius behind Birds in Traffic.
1: Mm-hmm. Gary Young. Um, do you have anything else you want to note on him?
0: Um, no, I don't think so. I think we're going to move on to a different Young.
1: Yes, um, but unless you can't tell, we just went from Young Circle to Gary Young to now we're going to listen to Kenny Young and the Eggplants. We somehow got the Y bin. Yes. Um, at some point from Wesby. but and we so have here
0: Kenny Young and the Eggplants. Mm-hmm. Even one is quite a few.
1: Yes, that's the album name. Um, Which is true. <laughs> Even one. Even
0: one of these eggplants. Is you got. You gotta look up Kenny Young and the Eggplants.
1: Yes. Their mascot is a little evil line work eggplant. Um, and they're all kind of in space. And on this album cover, for some reason, and this is not true of their website, but on this album cover, they are all wind-up toys.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And even one. There's quite a few. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So
0: we didn't know exactly what to expect. Um, on the back... There's three guys, One, you know, one's playing bass, one's playing guitar, one appears to be drumming, but it's cut off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much looking like a DIY thing.
1: Like moth music, I thought it was going to be similar to moth it music. It looks like
0: a moth music type, mm-hmm. but a little bit earlier, I think this is late 90s, maybe 1998.
1: We'll get a fact, 1994 it says on there. That's not... Never mind, that is not the correct album. 1996. Okay. Listed um, as a jazz album, which is interesting.
0: Yes, <laughs> it is not that. Um, I think we should just jump right into it. Um, okay. I'm gonna play the song. I like this one.
1: All right, we're gonna play Eddie's Apartment, which is the fourth track.
0: Here we go. Yep. <laughs>
4: be a little lump of cheddar cheese but it's gaining self-awareness it's getting smart it's getting smarter by the moment and it's climbing out of the same. growing in Eddie's apartment. You can see it's 40 yellow eyes peering out beneath the bed. It waits for Eddie to get up and go to work in the Soon I'll be the king of the apartment Yeah, the apartment
0: department Mm
1: -hmm. kenny young and the eggplants
0: the eggplants 1996 Mm -hmm. debut album even one is quite a few this is their
1: debut
0: i believe so and it really i think this song epitomizes why this entire album as much as everyone at the magazine was making fun of me for listening to it And constantly going like this. (laughs) Multiple people were doing this in front of me. And I thought, (laughs) (laughs) you know, yes, it's true that his voice has a very peculiar quality to it. Yeah. Um, But there's something very charming about... Similar to Joey. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's an interesting blend of comedy and
1: introspection music music never
0: mind i mean there yes there's a certain self-awareness to it Mm -hmm. it's not funny just because it's like random Mm -hmm. it's funny because of the degree to which there's still like you're really going to keep going with Mm -hmm. the cheese ball that's in the sink yeah that's his single-minded focus is on the cheese ball in the sink Mm -hmm. what it will do once it becomes king of the apartment
1: um, that
0: and the dog noises, sorry. That and the dog noises <laughs> and the blood-curdling screams. Yeah. Which are credited in the liner notes. Really? Yes. Look at... I think it's the metal guy.
1: Oh. Um, yes. Gil Schuster, blood-curdling screams, random banging on things lying around the studio. Absolutely. Bass and vocals. Yeah, so... Um, I actually wanted to read out of the album sleeve. So, Kenny Young and the Eggplants are still an active band, um, and they have a website. You can look them up. There are a lot of fun things on their website, including a video game, which I have played. It's very difficult.
2: (laughs) It
0: is extremely difficult. It's
1: very simple, but it's very difficult. Um, And they have a lot of um, inside jokes, I guess. I don't know if it's just between them and then their audience just kind of hears it a lot. Or if, like, it is something where you can... If you follow them closely, like, you'll get all their inside jokes. But, um... There is... On here, credited... Security provided by the Legion of Useless Heroes and Earl the Squirrel. Earl the Squirrel is mentioned several times on their website. I don't know who he is.
0: It's also a song.
1: It's also a song that they have. Um... And I'm trying to see what other... Oh, they also have Produced by Lushy the Grouse, um, who is also referenced on their website.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I think that what I really like about Kenny Young and the Eggplants is... I mean, go on their website. They care about this so much. And so, like... One, so unironically... I feel like a lot of people feel they have to be ironic because being genuine is is too vulnerable and too scary. But they very much love this unironically. And they don't really compromise or, similar to Joey, give a shit if you think it's funny or not. Mm-hmm. Because they think it's funny. And the people who do think it's funny will follow them because of that. Mm-hmm. And I I really like that attitude and that brand of musician and that brand of artist in general.
0: Yeah. I think also it in, the, in that way, it defies interpretation. There are so many, not necessarily profiles, but press that they've received over the years, um, which are just very strange descriptions, ways that people who have been to one of their shows have tried to justify the fact that they just sat through a song about a, uh, Lump of cheese growing in Eddie's apartment, or um, the discovery of a pizza pie with,
2: with the face, the of, face Elvis.
0: of Elvis embedded within it, mm-hmm. um, without actually saying that because I guess they're embarrassed mm-hmm. or otherwise just want to couch the the review in some kind of fancy language about the nature of music.
2: Yeah,
0: um, they describe Kenny Young's voice as a cross between dipped chocolate and crush velvet
1: which is a terrible description i think it's kind of like if john lennon didn't have an english accent and he was forcing his voice out all the time
0: <laughs> and he was just taking a massive <laughs> shit
1: <laughs> i feel like that's the vibe i get from kenny young's voice in a very good way
0: i think it's like walmart tom petty but he like is singing about eddie's apartment
1: it's kind of like nickelback
0: no. <laughs>
1: when, the, when the the guy look at this grave, <laughs> that kind of or look at this photo. I was quoting vine <laughs> but that kind of you know forcing it a little bit. Yes. But I, when I say forcing it, I don't mean Kenny is forcing. He's
0: not putting on the, the voice. music.
1: He's not putting on a voice. He's.
0: He has a very forceful voice.
1: He has a forceful voice. Yeah. Um, it
0: sounds as though his esophagus. Is very constrained as if he has a very long, thin, giraffe-like neck. Mm -hmm. Write that, journalists. (laughs) Put that in your fucking newspaper. Um, Write it about Kenny's giraffe neck.
1: Yeah, hopefully um, we will find out more about Kenny Young and the eggplants. If not, I did email them um, requesting an interview. We'll see what happens today. It could be the next... Um, article and promo copy. And if that falls through. It could
0: be our big break.
1: It could be. It could be our big break. I also threw out um, Gary Young, the previous artist, as um, a profile, but Josh thinks he's too famous for us. Um, I think he would be down. Just look up his picture online. Well, let's, let's... He looks like someone who'd be down.
0: We'll pursue everything. Yeah. Okay.
1: But um, regardless of whether or not Kenny Young and his eggplants. Get back to us. I'm sure we will be finding out more anyway via their website, their Facebook.
0: Their video game.
1: Their video game, listening to their albums. I mean, there's a ton of press releases about them, like Josh was mentioning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and they are, they were touring as recently as 2019, 2020?
0: Very early 2020, right before the pandemic.
1: Yeah, and then they, they have not toured since the pandemic, but... Um,
0: Fingers crossed. I
1: think that they do plan to. I, I don't imagine that they're done. And they're, they're Brooklyn-based, right? They're Brooklyn-based as well.
0: So um, local press passes?
1: I don't know. Uh-huh. But it's cool because not a ton of these bands are local. Yeah. Despite Wasby being kind of a local university station. Um,
0: but yeah, Kenny Young. Kenny Young. The Eggplants. Um, even one is quite a few. It's on streaming. hmm
1: 1996. Um, Want to read off some of the other um, titles to kind of intrigue?
0: Yes. In the future. From the archives. <sighs> we may experience such wonders as... Shimmer by the band Surgery, which features a naked woman with glitter on her boobies. Yes. Um, TV Sky by the Young Gods.
1: Josh is very excited for that.
0: Um... Playing with Knobs, a compilation of Live at WNH. WUNH. Yeah. Um, My Way or the Highway by Tuscadero, which is uh, an album that features a very cartoonish middle finger on the cover, Mm -hmm. which I'm excited about. It's like
1: embroidery, yeah.
0: Um, Let's see, what else?
1: Um, Over here we have Assorted Chocolates by Paul Cote, which is a very funny, again, photo booth-esque, Um,
0: deep fried meme deep fried meme
1: looking album job um in which his uh his portrait is in black and white and like I don't know what that filter even is yeah and then
0: and uh, I just wanna sorry did you have more description of the thing
1: no I mean we can move on (laughs)
0: okay (laughs) and I just wanted to give two shout outs to two album covers that you're gonna have to look up and see for yourself as Mm -hmm. well um Awakening the World by Lost Horizon. This is a very intense, very technically impressive metal album, uh, as many of these are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but its cover features a sort of horde of humanoid animals in a in like a post apocalyptic world, um, including like pigs and vultures and other similar things. And it's really just a wonder to behold. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other shout out is. self-titled record by ugly mustard yep mustard also spelled with a hyphen Mm -hmm. so it's maybe it's (laughs) mustard but um it also follows that kind of 90s trend of deep frying the hell out of the album cover yeah um and on the inside once we open it up it has a beautiful rendering (laughs) possibly in a very early version of photoshop Mm -hmm. of a massive dong
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's penis um For those not with the times.
0: And it's made out of bricks.
1: Yes, and there's actually in the photoshop job a family of two parents and two young children um, pointing at it as though they were tourists, and it were a lighthouse, which I believe is the basis for the song Maggot" on the, again, self-titled, what is it, Ugly Mustard album, and this is from 1995. Um, I don't know how much of these amazing graphics you're going to be able to find online because they are from the inner CD sleeve. Um, but There's a lot. There's a lot. They're all pretty deep fried. Um, and if you can find them, I swear to God, it, it is out. worth it. Yeah. Check
0: it out.
1: Um, as for the music from Ugly Mustard, you could say. Um not my favorite, which is why we didn't include a song. <laughs> but
0: yeah. Um, I think that about does it for mm-hmm. today. Yep. Um, we hope to talk to you again soon.
1: Yeah, this has been fun.
0: I hope you enjoyed or were otherwise amused by what we played for you.
1: I mean, this is a, a really brief distillation of what has probably been
2: months, months, months of listening in the
0: making.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of golden nuggets we didn't get to talk about. There's
2: a
0: whole, you know, vinyl record archive that we have spent a lot of time listening to. And some of those, you know, the majority of which you probably won't find on streaming.
1: Yes, and um, a lot of those, or one of those, an album by the name of Scrapyard, this is a story for another day. But we have a whole subplot about a failed article of promo copy um, that you can hear... Um, the next time we're on here talking about our, our column.
0: All right. (laughs) Bye.
2: Bye.